The Civil War reenactment will take place on the 16th of March in the Pilton Green. Please bring your own weaponry and wear full period costume. This is not playtime. This is a serious tribute to those parliamentarians that were massacred by Sir Ralph Hopton's forces. Families are welcome, but beware many children were not spared, so please ensure they can play dead for several hours. Females are also welcome, but must remain silent the whole time. And of course, Mary Bishop will be on site with her three-bird spit roast, mulled beer and selling her Down With The Monarchy souvenir tea towels. See you there, troops. Well, there you have it. Be sure not to miss that fascinating event in Piddleton. Coming up next, your local headlines. Piddleton FM with your host, Louise Morgan. Good morning, Piddleton. Louise Morgan here with the latest headlines. The fire service and ambulance service have been called to the town square today after an 11-year-old boy put his whole arm in the prestigious giant catfish statue in the centre of the square. The child has been identified as Jimmy Wilton, a year six pupil at St Mary's Primary. He claims he put his arm in the catfish's mouth when his big brother told him that doing so would bring Jimmy luck in his spelling test. Jimmy's arm is now stuck in the bronze catfish and emergency services are unsure how to get him loose without harming the statue or the boy's limb. We heard from the fire service area manager John Kindling at the scene of the emergency. Our primary concern is not damaging the statue due to its cultural and religious significance to the residents of Piddleton. And of course, we want to avoid breaking, skinning or severing the boy's arm at the shoulder if we can. Absolutely. So what do the fire service plan to do to free Jimmy? First off, we're going to apply a high butterfat content condiment to the opening of the catfish and using a gentle force, maneuver the boy's limb cautiously out of the fish. Right. In layman's terms? We're going to shove a load of butter on the nipper's arm and yank it out. The statue has been a treasured landmark in the area since it was erected in 1974. It commemorates the ancient legend of the giant Piddleton catfish, who was said to have brought prosperity to the town on a number of occasions. Many residents, past and present, claim to have seen the ginormous catfish in the River Pidway, and some say it has brought them good luck. The most famous case being that of Chester Marvin Pennyford III, who, in 1891, wrote in his diary that he had seen the catfish and, the very next day, woke to find his bed full of gold coins, with no idea how they got there. This led to the annual Piddleton holiday, Catfish Coin Day, which takes place every April 17th. Tradition holds that after a visit to the giant catfish statue, children fill their beds with chocolate coins and hope to wake to find real gold there the next morning, although most wake to find melted chocolate, a skin irritation and an unpleasant laundry load for their mothers. Updates on the statue and the boy's arm as they come in. A local woman, Catherine Pinkerton, has suffered great injuries after falling out of a hot air balloon on Saturday in the nearby town of Hockford. 
She suffered a twisted ankle when she tripped out of the basket upon landing. Catherine says she feels lucky to be alive. Tensions have been rising once again between Piddleton and the neighbouring town of Puddledock. The rivalry between the towns spans generations. The latest outbreak came on Thursday morning when Piddleton's buddy the butcher parked his meat van in front of the vegan coffee shop in Puddledock, blocking the entrance and trapping those inside with the smell of raw meat. The proudly vegan town of Puddledock is now facing an epidemic of meaty proportions, with many of the residents regressing into a carnivorous diet since the incident. Many children in the town had never even smelt meat before. Half the residents can't stop weeping into bacon sandwiches, and the other half can't stop blogging about it. A town meeting has been called. Buddy the Butcher had this to say. I didn't know it was a vegan coffee shop. I just wanted to park up quickly so I could run into the betting shop and place a pony on spurs. And or not, I didn't mean to offend the vegans. I don't care who they kill and eat, as long as it's not me. I don't want any trouble. According to the online Puddledock gossip page, the vegans have been plotting a revenge attack on Piddleton, but are struggling to think of something that won't harm any animals, including humans. We wait with bated breath. And finally... Josie Tarbuck has won the annual Cornwall arm wrestling competition, which takes place at the Brewers Arms pub in Truro. Josie, who's an engineer at the Quiche factory and has always lived in Piddleton, beat 19 other contestants, 18 of which were men, for the first place prize, which included a trophy, a free pint and packet of pork scratchings, and a year's free membership at Beefy Cakes Gym. Josie was delighted with her success. I was only doing it because I was hungry and fancy some pork scratchings. I didn't even know I was that strong. I suppose I do pick up a lot of the machines at work if anyone's trapped under them. And thinking about it, I used to carry my six brothers to school when they were training for the Olympics. I've never won anything. Honestly, nothing happens to me. I suppose there was that time that Shorno's tractor got stuck at the bottom of his hill. So I just moved the hill. I didn't get pork scratchings for that. In fact, I lost the welly. Wow, congratulations to Josie. Now you know who to call if ever your car breaks down. Speaking of which, here's Rob with the travel. Thanks, Louise. I wonder if I could hire Josie to carry in my food shop every week. Well, Rob, maybe if you didn't buy quite as many chocolate biscuits, you'd be able to manage. I have a sweet tooth. Don't fat shame me. Sorry, Rob. Traffic is flowing again on the A38 after an accident earlier this morning, which has now been cleared. There's a small build-up at the Hamath interchange, but that should be moving quickly now. And Farnborough Road is currently blocked by a peacock who appears to be presenting its full feathers to a small bright pink Mini Cooper with eyelashes stuck around the headlights. No word yet on her response. Sounds like that peacock might be punching above his weight. I know the feeling. The local wildlife rescue team are on their way now to try and shift the bird along and get traffic moving as soon as possible. That's your travel update with me, Rob Dayton. Thank you, Rob. And now the weather with Wendy Withers. Good morning, Piddleton. What's that I see peeking over the horizon? A glimpse of sunshine, flowers on the edge of blooming, and my father in a cheery disposition. Could it be the first signs of spring? I sure hope so, Piddleton. But let's not toss out our scarves and fleeces just yet. 
It's still going to be a bit chilly, so I suggest wearing jeans, jumpers and just about anything that will cover you up. Which is a relief, really, because we don't need to be worrying about fad diets, water loading and rotting all your front teeth out after throwing up everything from your cheat day to get your summer body ready because of crippling negative self-image even though you work in radio just yet. We will be greeted by some light showers on Wednesday, so be sure to dig out your brollies for that one. You know, the compact folding polka dot umbrella that broke when you lent it to your sister on holiday in Menorca and she tried to claim that it was already broken because it was a cheap one from the supermarket. So, you got tipsy on sangria and put all her designer pashminas on a 60 degree wash and dry cycle and she got so mad that she smashed all the plates in the villa and we lost our deposit. That umbrella. So, keep dry out there, Piddle Towners. And that's your weather warning from me, Wendy Withers. Back to you, Lou. Louise, thank you, Wendy. Another glorious weather report. So well balanced. Next up on Piddleton FM, it's The Art Show with Archie Banks. The Piddleton Arts Show with Archie Banks. Cracking down on culture. The chiaroscuro would have Caravaggio spinning in his grave. The falsetto set my teeth on edge. I expect more from you sevens. I don't know art, but I know what I like. Alright listeners, so this week I got invited to the St Matthew's Comprehensive A-Level Art Show. Students had prepared a number of paintings, drawings and sculptures to display for guests, parents and assessors. What a shocking display of unoriginal, talentless garbage. I haven't seen that much badly shaded fruit since my mate Dodgy Dave had me flogging a shedload of bananas that fell off the back of a lorry coming out of the Channel Tunnel. And with all the spiders that came with them, they were anything but still life. The amateurish juxtaposition of colours in the A-level showing made me think I was having a migraine attack. And I'll be honest, the brushwork felt disingenuous and meretricious. Their expressionist section featured so much impasto, I feared for their poster paint supply budget. And the lazy use of contiguous colours took me right back to the decor of the Deptford Council estate I spent some of my most tender years on. And that is not somewhere I'd like to be reminded of especially after the drug raids. We thought Graham was dead until they kicked the door in. She took down three coppers and tried to bludgeon the fourth with Grandad's ashes. And that was one of my better birthdays. Their sculptures screamed grandiose, although I must hand it to one particular student whose sculpture of a pig's head looked exactly like my old probation officer, Backhand Barry. He even captured his hyperpigmentation, overly suspicious expression and missing left eye. Finally, I came to the student's abstract homage to Picasso. Now, we all know my very personal vendetta against the Spanish, commie, abusive mug. And I'm sorry, but not surprised to say, that the A-level work only strengthened my raging hatred for Pablo the Plonker. The shape and form of the pieces had no intention or feeling behind them, leaving the composition in as much of a mess as my third divorce. Now that was a blue period, which is probably the best way to describe the paintings. But of course, well done to the ambitious students of St Matthew's for their showing 
and I hope you all enjoyed reading my feedback slips. I seem to have really got through to 17-year-old Annabelle, who said my review of her expressionist painting of her father made her never want to pick up a paintbrush again, which is exactly what I recommended. It's good to be of service. I've been Archie Banks, and you've been Mediocre. Next up, People of Piddleton. People of Piddleton, with Louise Morgan. Welcome back, listeners, to the part of the show where we get to hear your stories and have your thoughts on the latest events in Piddleton. First up, we have Julia Hampshire on the line with her thoughts on the catfish statue disaster in town today, in which 11-year-old Jimmy Wilton has got his arm stuck in the beloved landmark. Julia, lovely to be speaking with you. Hi, Lou. Thanks for having me on the show. I've got lots of thoughts on this issue. That's what we like to hear on People of Piddleton, your thoughts. So, Julia, what do you think of the catfish dilemma? Well, Lou, I'm honestly sick and tired of all this catfishing business. I just feel like it's not being taken seriously enough and it should actually be considered a criminal offence. Really? So, in your eyes, Jimmy Wilton is a criminal? If he's been catfishing, then yes, absolutely. I wasn't aware that's what residents called it, but I understand the catfish is of immense value to Piddleton. Have you ever seen the catfish, Julia? I'm sorry to say, Lou, but yes, I have. And let me tell you, it was not what was advertised. Uh, Louise, I'm not sure... How so, Julia? Was the catfish much smaller than expected? Well, you certainly could say that. Oh, really? What kind of size are we talking? I'm not sure that's suitable for Erlu. I understand. The catfish is very sacred in this town. I wouldn't say there was anything sacred about Kyle. Or Winston, I should say. That was his real name. The fish has a name? Right. And did seeing him bring you any luck? Uh, Louise, I don't think she's talking Not about the Not luck, no. I was heartbroken, Louise. There I am, waiting like a lemon in Mamma Maria's Italian for this six-foot weightlifting charity worker with a six-pack and a top-knot. And in walks a 65-year-old chain-smoker with a wispy comb over, beer belly and a Britain First badge on his lapel. I nearly threw up my chickpea bruschetta. Oh, right... Yeah, I don't think we're talking about the same catfish, Julia. Have you heard about the giant catfish statue in town? Oh, that ugly eyesore. What? Have they finally taken it down? Thank the Lord. And thank you, Julia. Good to get your thoughts on catfishing. Next up, we have Dharma Sunshine on the line to tell us about her latest business enterprise coming to Piddleton. Shrapnel hunting for singles. Dharma, are you there? Namaste. I am present in mind, yes, although my spirit is a little elevated today. Okay. Great to be speaking with you. So, Dharma, tell us all about your new dating event, Shrapnel Hunting for Singles. I prefer to think of it as connection collaboration. My wish is that lonely souls will come together in the sacred area of rocks next to Piddleton Bay, in which several World War II bombs exploded, and to work together to cleanse the earth 
of these sharp reminders of a darker history. So, not only will they be meeting and mingling with other singles, but they will also be tidying and helping the environment. That's correct. And as they remove each piece of shrapnel, I will ask the group to hold hands and say thank you to the earth for carrying the burden for so long before throwing the shrapnel into the sea. Oh, so you're then going to throw all the shrapnel into the water? Surely that's then going to pollute the sea? The sea is actually the Earth's tears, so it's the most cleansing liquid known to us. Therefore, it's the only place to really let go of the harmful metal. Sure. So how will this event help singletons meet that special someone? There is nothing more binding than shared spiritual practice. And what could be more spiritual than working together as one to cleanse our beautiful earth? There will also be group sharing in which members perform as their spirit animals through interpretive dance, relive their nightmares and deep cleanse each other's chakras through massage and the laying on of prayer. I guarantee they will walk away with a rejuvenated soul and at least three new lovers. That's quite a promise. What are the details, Dharma, if any of our listeners would like to come along to this sacred experience? We'll be meeting at sunrise on Sunday morning on the rocks by the public toilets. Admission is £40 for the hour. No refunds. Please bring your own digging apparatus, a selection of prophylactics, and a freshly rinsed aura. Thank you, Dharma. I'm sure many of you will be flocking to the rocks on Sunday. And at £40 a session, I'm sure Dharma will have a very fulfilled spirit. How about it, Louise? Shall we rock up on Sunday for sacred shrapnel hunting? Well, I'd love to, Rob. But sadly, I'm already in a relationship. Such a shame. Ah, yes, of course. Lucky you've got Jake. Yeah. So, our final guest today, who joins us in the studio, is Phyllis Martin, who, I'm assured, is the leading expert on the giant catfish legend of Piddleton. Fingers crossed, she's not just had a few unsuccessful dates. Phyllis, lovely to have you in the studio today. Delightful to be invited, my dear. Phyllis, you've been researching the giant Piddleton catfish for decades. So tell us, is it fact or fiction? Without a shadow of a doubt, Louise, there is a giant Piddleton catfish. Whether the fish is immortal is up for question. But it is certainly real. And it certainly brings good fortune. And what discoveries have you made that made you reach that conclusion? First of all, there are literally dozens of accounts dating back to the medieval age of a large cat-like fish swimming in the area. With so many trustworthy accounts like the 16th century painting of a fish with whiskers, 
or the 1981 digital photograph of a large brown fish in the River Pitway. You just can't deny that the fish is real. On top of the research and evidence I've gathered, I've seen the glorious catfish with my very own eyes. Wow, I don't know how I could deny it with evidence like that. You say you've seen the fish with your own eyes. Did the sighting bring you luck? I saw the catfish at the mouth of the River Pitway on the 4th of June, 1998. The very same day, I found the receipt for a set of stoneware egg cups I'd purchased and had been meaning to return. Right. And that was your good luck? Yes. It would have been jolly difficult to return them without the receipt. Good job you saw the giant catfish. So, Phyllis, as someone who is clearly a huge admirer of the catfish, what do you make of poor Jimmy Wilton, who has gotten his arm stuck in the bronze statue of the fish? I think it's utterly abhorrent to all the townspeople, and particularly the fish. How disrespectful to stick his arm in the blessed statue's mouth. I think the fire service should remove his arm immediately to avoid bringing bad luck upon Piddleton. What about the safety of the boy? That will be of little worry if this travesty upsets the giant catfish. Just think of the curse this could unleash. It'll be 1974 all over again. What happened in 1974? A group of youths threw toilet roll all over the statue. We didn't get rain for nearly five weeks. The worst drought we've ever seen. That was the catfish. When did the children TP the statue? Oh, July 7th. So it was summer. That's why there was no rain. Well, thank you very much for joining us, Phyllis. And the latest from the statue is that the butter has not been able to loosen Jimmy's arm. The fire service will have to resort to more drastic measures if they are to avoid upsetting the giant Piddleton catfish. Next up, Piddleton Problems. Piddleton Problems with Agony Aunt Conwenna Collins. I know you're grieving, my love, but you can't just replace your mam with a Pomeranian dog. Agony Aunt? That makes me sound ancient. Well, he might have slid into your DMs, but that doesn't mean he gets to slide anywhere else. Good evening, my loves. Thank you for tuning in to your good friend, Conwenna. Tonight, my first problem to solve comes from Clifton. He writes by what I can only presume is ballpoint pen. Dear Conwenna, my darling wife Valerie passed away four and a half years ago. I loved her deeply and miss her very much. Aww. However, I've been feeling incredibly lonely of late and more than anything, I'm longing for some companionship. Is it okay for me to start dating again and put some light back into my life. Oh, Clifton, I'm sorry for your loss and I understand you must be feeling very lonely since her passing. 
However, when you took your marriage vows, you promised to love her forever until death do us part. Now, Clifton, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're not deceased. In fact, you're thriving by the sounds of it. So therefore, the contract of your marriage has not expired and you should remain committed to Valerie. It's a bit like when I got my membership to the Ainsley Harriet Appreciation Society and even though the club eventually folded and the meetings got cancelled, I still had to make my monthly payments of £81.95 to the club president in order to show my support to Mr Harriet's blossoming career. The point is, Clifton, you don't bail out on someone just because they die or because their appreciation society breaks down when the chairman jumps ships to the Chesney Hawks heartthrob healers. Now, my next problem comes from Darren Keel, who has, believe it or not, written in via text message. Hmm, a modern man, ladies. In his text, he writes, Hi, Kanwena. I've recently started balding and I'm feeling really insecure about it. I've had a receding hairline for a few years, but now I've developed a bald spot on the back of my head. Should I just embrace it and shave the lot, or do I try and cover it up? Please help. Thank you for coming to me, Darren, with this very personal issue. I've seen you working in the baker's down my road bread till you're dead, and can picture your bald spot perfectly, as I'm sure many of our listeners can too. In fact, you might not know this, but many Piddleton residents actually refer to you as the balding baker. It's a bit of fun. Now, I'll be honest, Darren, the balding spot doesn't look particularly attractive. In fact, it's put me off my raisin back lava on a number of occasions. So, my advice is simple, Darren. For God's sakes, man, wear a hat. And now my final problem. We have Maria on the line. Hello there, Maria. Hello there, Conwena. Thank you for having me on the show. That's all right, my love. So, Maria, what's your problem? Well, my eldest daughter, Charlotte, lives in Australia. So I don't see her often, only when she comes to visit at Christmas. I miss her awfully. She's invited me over there in a few months and has kindly offered to pay for my ticket. But the thing is, I'm petrified of flying and I just don't know if I can do it. I understand completely, Maria. It's a long, old flight to Oz and flying is incredibly dangerous. I mean, planes are disappearing all the time now. Take Black Box, for example, the 90s house group with the hit Ride on Time. Where are they now? Gone. What's fitted to all planes? A black box. Then we have the Bermuda Triangle. Planes are always disappearing there, just like Bermuda Shorts, also a big hit in the 90s, also gone. When was your daughter born, Maria? Charlotte was born in 1991. Well, there we have it. That's what I'd call an omen, Maria. In the last few decades, over 80 commercial planes have gone missing without a trace. Now, 
The question you have to ask yourself, Maria, is how much do you really love your daughter? Is it worth disappearing in the Bermuda Triangle just so you can spend some time with her jabbering on about how lovely the weather is? No. But I don't even think I'd fly over the Bermuda Triangle. Maria, is it worth the risk? Look, she's made her bed down under. Let her lie in it. And there we have it, listeners. Another problem solved by me, Conwena Collins. Please get in touch with more of your problems. There's sod all on telly these days, so I need something to entertain me. Bye-bye, my loves. Out and about in Piddleton with Louise Morgan. Welcome back, listeners. I'm Louise Morgan, and I'm coming to you from the town square, where little Jimmy Wilton has managed to get his arm well and truly stuck in the mouth of the giant Piddleton catfish statue. John Kindling from the fire service joins me. John, what's the latest? Well, the butter didn't work. It simply did not create enough lubrication to loosen his arm from the fish's grip. We've also tried tying some heavy-duty rope round the boy's arm and then attaching the other end to our fire truck and reversing. But we had to stop because of all the screaming when the boy thought his arm was going to rip out of its socket. Sounds like a really stressful dilemma and like you might be running out of options. What's your next plan? The only thing left, I'm afraid to say, is to saw the catfish statue open. It's really the only way to free the boy's arm. And is that why this protest has broken out amongst the townspeople? Because they object to soaring at this precious icon of their beloved town mascot? Exactly right, Lou. Phyllis Martin got them all riled up and had signs and banners made within the hour. Okay, I'd best get the chainsaw fired up. Right, listeners, half the town must be here with signs that say, Let our catfish swim, forget the boy's limb. It could really turn ugly down here. John's ready with his chainsaw. Oh, wait, who's that? I don't believe it. It's Josie Tarbuck, winner of the Cornwall arm wrestling competition. And she's... Yes, she just pulled the boy free. Josie, Josie, how on earth did you get Jimmy free? Oh, I was just going on my after work 15 mile jog and sort of little nipper was stuck. So I gave him a pull. It's no bother. Why are there so many people in town? Is there a fair on, Lou? You mean you didn't even know the boy was stuck? Josie, you've just saved the giant Piddleton catfish statue, Jimmy Walton's arm, and you've stopped the town from breaking into rebellion. Oh, really? Well, it's a good job it's not arm day. I'd best get back to it, Lou. See ya. Well, there you have it, Piddleton. It seems Josie Tarbuck was this town's lucky charm today. And I'm sure Jimmy Wilton is especially glad it's not arm day. Thanks for listening. I've been Louise Morgan, reporting for Piddleton FM. You've been listening to Piddleton FM.